0: For NFT newbies and OGs in Web3 alike, welcome to the Women in Web3 podcast sponsored by Weld Recruiting. I'm your host, Carly Long, and I'm super excited to help break down the barriers to entry in the space and introduce you to some leaders who are doing truly amazing things. So let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. Today, we are joined by Nicole Pelicano. She is the Director of Business Development at Yellow Heart. I will let her give a little spiel about what they do, what that is. Um, I think you're coming up on your
1: one-year anniversary with them. Is that right? I am. Yesterday was actually my official one-year anniversary, so officially been here for a full year. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
0: Congratulations. And if I'm uh, not mistaken, that's kind of been like your one year anniversary of getting into this whole Web3 space, right?
1: Yeah. So I honestly did not know very much going in. <laughs> so I'll kind of give you the how I landed there spiel. Yeah. Um, Yellowheart kind of was skyrocketed into the front line of press and, and all that fun stuff last March when they released the first NFT album with the Kings of Leon. Um, So we're still kind of finishing that up on the fulfillment side and getting those vinyls into the fans hands. But I joined the team. um, I started talking to our CEO, Josh Katz, uh, towards the end of March, where I think that they did not expect it to blow up as much as it did. Um, And I am I'm family friends with the manager for the Kings of Leon. So separately, I work with another band that he works with called Almost Monday, and I just do their social as, as a passion project. I've been working for them for almost two and a half years now. Um, and Andy gave me a call of the manager and said, Hey, I think you'd be awesome for as a project manager for this, um, NFT company we're working with on the Kings of Leon side. Would you consider, you know, leaving your job? And I was working at a venture capital firm, um, in the CEO's office doing his social media and PR. So entirely different space than what I'm now doing. Oh Um, yeah. Totally different tone. I'm sure for those captions, (laughs) completely different. It was you know, I was in the office every single day, peak COVID, which I did not love. Um, and it was it was just not the work environment for me. Um, so I was kind of looking for a sign to say, you know, like, this is your way out. And this just kind of quite literally fell into my lap. So wow. I started reading up a lot about Yellow Heart and what NFTs were, and I'm Googling. And, and honestly, at that time, there wasn't all that much. I think I'd say that kind of kicked off what, was then this huge music NFT revolution where now you have all these artists getting into the space and releasing music as NFTs and collectibles. And and you know it's just every day there's another announcement about an mm-hmm. artist getting involved in the space. Um, so then there wasn't a ton, but I learned very fast. Uh, Yellow Heart has a million projects going on at all times. And when I first joined, I was on at least five or six new business calls a day. Wow. Um, mainly folks just inquiring and, and being curious and looking to us to teach them which yeah. was a very interesting dynamic at the time because i did not know much um how did you really navigate great. that <laughs> <laughs> that's a year and it's a completely different situation but at the time i was kind of just a sponge and i was absorbing yeah. everything the yellow team is just truly brilliant they're innovators and, I learned so, so much from them. And now, you know, as Josh, our CEO, likes to say, now I'm a thought leader in the space, whereas a year ago, I I really did not know anything.
0: (laughs) I love that. So how, besides just listening and absorbing, you know, being in that environment, how else did you teach yourself? So say someone's like thinking about dipping their toe into like maybe applying for an NFT company or something like that. What would your advice or recommendations
1: be? Yeah, I think Twitter is an incredible resource. I think the web3 community on Twitter is incredibly incredibly active. So just even searching through hashtags and looking up companies that you think are thought leaders in the space, so yellow her nft, and um, you know, we're tweeting and inserting ourselves into conversation. There's always conversation going on, and I think that it's such a fast evolving space that traditional media sometimes doesn't even get to cover the the next best thing because it's moving so quickly um so the beauty of social media is you're getting real-time feedback real-time thoughts from members of the actual community who i think are truly brilliant
0: yeah i love that and it's how do you determine, I, I saw that you guys, you're starting to hire, you're starting to expand as Yellow Heart just like rockets and continues to explode. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you look for when hiring for a team in the NFT and blockchain space when it is still so new? Like for people who are interested in working with you and getting involved nowadays, will they have that same opportunity to just dive right in or should they be like, like, I don't know, working on some projects first and then going after it?
1: Yeah, you know, that's such a great question. We're currently hiring for project manager. So the position that I came in as is now what I'm trying to find essentially my replacement for. So it is in the back of my mind that I have to put myself in their shoes sometimes, and I came in completely blind. Um, That said, I think the April 2022 Web3 space is very different than the April 2021 Web3 space. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot more out there, a lot more opportunity to get involved, even on a personal level, right? I think where I was before, I was you know in a venture capital firm. I I it was I did not know what OpenSea was. I think now I'm looking for someone to say, you know, I don't have professional experience per se, but I have the skills that match what you're looking for and a personal interest in the field. You know, mm-hmm. I have purchased nfts i have been following what you're doing i'm in your discord i think that's a really big one too i love learning that people are actually already researching our projects and they're involved in our community because that's super important for us and something that we focus a lot of our energy on is you know you're in our discord you're on our social and you're seeing what we're doing um that goes a very long way
0: that's awesome i feel like that's going to be such a big point of like do your own research yes that's related to nfts a ton but in the recruiting world for like candidates looking to get a job like i always say research the company have questions and going forward for a lot of companies even that aren't doing nfts like you guys it's probably going to look like getting in their discord and just like joining the conversation um But how, like, when you were deciding, you were kind of in in those shoes and you were deciding to work with Yellow Heart, was it mainly just, like, trusting um, the Kings of Leon manager who told you, hey, this is a great gig? Or, like, did you feel any sort of, like, risk or, like, nervousness about getting into this space? Because back then yellow heart was doing great but it was a year ago so like it it really wasn't in the news like it is today so how could you have been sure like this is gonna take off you know it took a lot of phone calls to my
1: mom Uh, (laughs) the key for everything (laughs) like 10 calls a day in between my meetings i'd run out and call her is, you know, I was genuinely unhappy in my previous position. So as I mentioned, I I really was looking for a sign in any way to get out. And I was in a really fortunate position where I'm in my 20s. You know, I think I had the opportunity to take this risk because it very much was a risk. I had a very, I had a great salary. The company that I was at the time at was very well known, incredible benefits, you know, the position itself I didn't love, but I was at a very reputable company. And I was taking a leap to go to a very, very young startup that had five people at it. Um, A very different environment. There was no HR team onboarding me. I was having phone calls with with Josh, my CEO. I don't think I sent him my resume even. I think he was just kind of taking my word for everything. Um, And I chatted with him about the role and what the growth would look like and all of that stuff. And, and I was really weighing, you know, like stay at this comfortable job. I'm not happy at, and, and there's not a ton of growth for me here, or I take this leap and I go to this startup that is skyrocketing and has a huge potential to grow and do a lot with. So what was I, at, you know, am I going to risk missing my rent potentially, <laughs> but it was, I ended up obviously deciding to, to take the leap and it, it definitely paid off. Um, You know, we're doing, incredibly well we're working with some of the biggest artists in the world Uh, I got to work with within three months of joining the team we did a collection with Maroon 5 um, and that was my first concert I ever went to in 2004 at Radio City Music Hall it was a Maroon 5 concert oh I love that with my mom and my aunt and it was full circle moment Totally a full circle moment. And I was like, okay, you know what? Even if this doesn't work out, I'm getting such incredible experience with some of these artists. Um, and Josh is amazing. Josh is the best boss ever. So, you know, it, it all worked out for me, luckily.
0: I love that. And it's such a awesome story that I think can translate to so many other industries. And people, like, it is such a big fear to leave that safety and security. Um, So I want to give them some motivation and inspiration, because I know you're working on a ton of other cool things. Yellow Heart itself, even, I don't know, like, what you have your hand in, what you don't, but... um, Do you want to just like kind of run through some of your favorite projects, either that you're working on or the team's working on, um, past, present, future, any of that? Just like, I, I feel like you guys are, have some of the most exciting use cases that people can actually understand and grasp because like everyone knows what it's like going to show, you know, like listening to their favorite musician, going to a concert, all that stuff.
1: Totally. So I think our NFT ticketing product is the easiest concept to grasp. I think when I explain NFTs to people that are completely unfamiliar with the space, I always use NFT ticketing because it's, it's easy to say they have no way of collecting. Right now, artists have no way of collecting any secondary revenue on a ticket. So I go to a concert you know, my favorite artist in the world is Rufus Soul. So I go to a concert and I'm buying a secondhand ticket on, on Ticketmaster. They're not collecting any of that markup at all. They're kind of selling their souls to these huge ticketing conglomerates that purchase venues and just therefore own the rights to all of the ticketing. So we're trying to break through and, and change the way that ticketing model works and allow for artists to actually get the money that they deserve on the secondary um, market. So... I'd say that the ticketing side of things is what I'm most excited about, um, and it just lends itself to so many opportunities. So last month, um, we had the opportunity to work with the Big East. So they, my alma mater, Villanova, um, is in the Big East, so I had the chance to really kind of, it was more of a passion project, definitely. Um, I'm super into sports, so that's what I personally get the most excited about. Um, and we did a free community token at Madison Square Garden, to, so to see the Yellow Heart logo, up on the, mega, on the iMag screens and within the stadium, um, it was really, really special. And we had about a 1,000 people claim their free NFTs and really get onboarded into the space. Um, I think at the time, no one really understands what it is. You're just at a game and you're like, okay, QR code. I'm going to scan it. Yeah, um,
0: cool. What does this mean? And then it's like
1: after the fact that they're like, whoa. Totally. <laughs> and and then what we're doing with the Big East is now we're, we're planning out this entire roadmap with them. You suddenly now have a thousand members of a community that have an NFT within our platform. You can send push notifications to them. Uh, we can token gate offerings. So eventually if we do NFT tickets with the Big East, you know, we could have this community that already has their wallet set up. They already have their first NFT. That first barrier to entry is, is now broken down and they can go and purchase a ticket or purchase a collectible. Uh, So I think that's kind of exciting. We did a similar thing with um, Maroon 5. We did a community token while they were on tour last summer. So we did QR codes up on the screens and we had members join the Maroon 5 NFT community. Um, So it's definitely super exciting. We're doing uh, ticketing with Burnley FC in the Premier League as well. Um, So a huge opportunity because all of the Premier League teams actually own the rights to all of their ticketing, which is super unique and very different from what it's like here in the States. Um, typically, the leagues own ticketing um, across Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, everything. Um, all of that is, is kind of handled by the league itself. So they, the individual teams have no control.
0: That's awesome! Oh my gosh! And can you tell us a little bit about what you did with Cat Graham, Uh, because that was kind of like a history-making first-ever album. Like, was it first-ever NFT album? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so that was actually the first project I started with from its inception to its execution. So I'm I'm really glad that you brought that up. So she actually sent Yellow an Instagram message uh, last summer and because my history is in social media marketing, it was one of those roles that kind of just got dumped on me. But I, I shouldn't use dump. It was one thing <laughs> to me. Um, yes. <laughs> when I heard, um, when I'm i going through our, our direct messages. I'm like, okay, this woman is verified. And then I realized like, oh gosh, Pat Graham is on Vampire Diaries. Like, She's huge. She's 10 million followers. Um, and she kind of said, like, I have all this art music and videos that she had never found a a way to release. Um, she didn't want to do it through traditional like DSPs. She didn't want to work through a label. She, she wanted to control it. Um, her entire life, she had been kind of told what to do by her managers, by her agents forced into roles she wasn't super comfortable with. So this was kind of her child that she wanted to bring to life in the way that she wanted to, and it totally in her control. So we essentially built a sh- the streaming functionality within the Yellow Heart app for Kat's release, for wow. Toro Bento. Uh and we released her album. So I think the first part of it was seven songs, seven videos, um, and the only way that you can listen to it was by purchasing the NFT. She released one song to YouTube as kind of like a teaser because I think the issue with NFT music releases right now is people are like, okay, well, I can't preview it. What, exactly, what is yep. So it was like, here's a little taste of what you get if you purchase the whole NFT. Um, And I think there was a learning curve. We got a ton of key learnings from from that collection, but it was one of the first NFT music releases. I think we might've been second. There was someone that released a single as an NFT like two weeks before her album release. So I think when we were doing that press release, we, we carefully phrased it, one of. Which, <laughs>
0: yeah, but you, <laughs> you were- up there which is so so cool so like having you know really seen that project from inception to execution having gotten in with yellow heart when it was like just beginning to explode to a year later what is either like a big picture takeaway that's applicable to like the world or like just something smaller um that you've learned about yourself yeah i mean i think
1: it's just your head down and get through it is kind of what I have to keep telling myself it is web 3 is so fast moving and so many people want to get into the space it could get very overwhelming very candidly you know there you have people from all walks of the universe you have rock stars that haven't released music in 25 years you have up-and-coming artists that are looking for a way to release their music and then you just have you know the stars of today that feel like they have to get into the space because it's what's trending, but don't actually have a passion for it. So you're kind of dealing with all these different clients and all of them have different dedication to the collections themselves. So, you know, just kind of get through all of it and develop meaningful relationships also. And say you know, work with the artists and listen to them. I think Kat was one of the most, Rewarding working with Kat was one of the most rewarding experiences I think I'll have in my career because she was so genuinely invested in the project and releasing it as an NFT was something for her that just made so much sense. So she just was grateful for all of our work um, and was open. She'd, you know, give me calls, I'd be getting on the train and she'd be like, I have a random idea. and. That's I like, love those calls. You want to work with. <laughs> yeah, I live for those calls. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> so teaching her and watching her get involved in the space, that was super, super rewarding. It's something that we hope we can replicate with other collections that we put out.
0: I love that. Well, if people want to follow along, you and Yellowheart to see what else, what comes next, yes. uh, where should they go?
1: So you can follow the Yellowheart platforms at Yellowheart NFT. Um, And my personal platforms are at Nicole Pelicano on Twitter and at N on Instagram.
0: Awesome. We will link those all in the show notes, folks. And Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. We will definitely be chatting with you guys soon. Maybe maybe a uh, season two recap, see what's uh, going on in another year from now.
1: (laughs) Yes, scary thought. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Thank you. Thank
0: you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed today's guest and podcast, be sure to write, subscribe, comment, all the things, and definitely get in touch. I love to connect with y'all. I love to hear what you're working on, any feedback or comments. If you want to meet a guest, if you want to be a guest, just reach out. You can find me, your host, Carly Long, at by Carly Long on all social media platforms. You can subscribe to my weekly newsletter, which is also Women in Web 3, and you can follow along at Weld Recruiting. Be sure to let us know however we can support you, and we look forward to our next episode.